0: I'm Harmony Williams and this is Life Changing Trips. Sometimes it's hard to see the freedom and the beauty that lives behind the weight of everything we carry. But I believe that life is so amazing and I can't waste another moment. I'm so excited to be here with you for another transformational conversation about experiences and the latest research on plant medicine, meditation, breath work, and other unconventional modalities and how they are being used for mental health and expansion. I hope by listening that you will find ways to integrate your peak experiences and epiphanies to open up new levels of possibilities, ingenuity and fulfillment in business and deeper authentic connection and passion in your relationships and a feeling of purpose, of living fully alive all content is for informational entertainment educational and harm reduction purposes only life-changing trips and harmony williams and their affiliates and guests are not doctors or mental health professionals or legal advisors any information shared is not meant to treat diagnose or claim cures for any physical conditions or mental illness psychedelics and sacred plant medicines are not for everyone even when done legally there are serious contraindications with various health conditions and pharmaceutical medications please do your own research and take action to be informed. Remember that you are 100% responsible for your actions and subsequent consequences. The views of the guests are not the views and opinions of life-changing trips. (laughs) Okay. I'm excited for today. I'm always excited. You guys, I love doing this. I did not know that this was a possibility and that I would love podcasting this much, getting to connect with people and hear their stories. And it brings hope and joy to my life and I hope it does the same for all of you and please share it with someone who may be in need of a little upliftment even if you don't think even if you don't think that psychedelic therapy might be for them I think that there's a lot of hope and a lot of truth and wisdom in these episodes. So today is Erica Van Slyke, and she has a podcast. So we decided to do a little joint interview where she interviewed me, but I also interviewed her just a little bit too. And she told us about her experience with plant medicine and microdosing. So this is super fun conversation. We go lots of places and talk about... Depression, we'd go into relationships and teens and parenting. We talk about business and female entrepreneurs, lots of really good stuff. I do want to warn you, there's a little bit of potty mouth in here, so just put some headphones in if you're listening around the kids. And many of these episodes that deal with mental health contain sensitive or triggering topics, so be aware of that, that some of them may have talk about suicide or abuse and healing from that. Just do what you need to to protect your mental health if it's not... A safe time to open up some of these topics, or you don't have support from a therapist or a very trusted counsel, then um, you may want to wait to listen to some of these things. If something gets too hard in the middle of it, just know that it's okay to stop and definitely call someone or even DM me and I can help you find somebody. Um, I just want to mention again, I didn't know this until I called them and asked, but my really crappy Select Health $7,000, deductible insurance plan covers free zoom mental health 100 no deductible so it's worth calling your insurance and just asking them what they cover as far as we still pay a copay if we go in person but doing it through zoom is zero dollars out of pocket just worth a call because i think if you can find a good therapist and mind you i had to go through many that were on their approved list before i found one that i felt like was beneficial and knowledgeable. If you would like to follow Erica, her podcast is called The Introverted Influencer and I think it's so cool. She's had this podcast for two years and she pushes herself outside of her comfort zone. For me, this is just fun. I love doing this, but for her, she kind of has to push herself to go outside of that, but it's very inspiring for people. This doesn't come so easily for or more introverted. I go over a couple of the topics that I have listened to already on our podcast during the podcast. So, okay, let's jump right into this conversation. Well, let's get started. I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today, Erica, and we just get to have a conversation. Really, we're both podcasters and we get to do this together and go back and forth. So this will be so fun.
1: Yes. So I was, um, I was, nervous I'm nervous about this conversation because I know it's going to require a little more of my vulnerability than I've shared this far on the podcast but mental health is really my why for this for this whole thing and I would really be doing a disservice to others if I didn't share my personal journey with psychedelics so
0: I'm excited and nervous all at the same time today Um, well, thank you for that vulnerability. I feel the same way. I put off doing this, even though I knew I needed to, like you said, to help others. And I put off doing it for a long time. And it's a shame that we have to be so. So, I mean, there's one thing about the vulnerability, but um, um, I don't know. If I'll it's still taboo. It's taboo yeah, that's yeah, that still is. That is that is it. So I want to real fast introduce my guests to you just a bit. So Erica has her own podcast. Also, it's called the introverted influencer. And I'll just tell you a little bit about that. She has uh, through a mixture of mental alchemy, spirituality, and practical business advice. And I love this. That's one of one thing I'm super passionate about and will flow into more in my podcast too, is just when you're finding your passion, some, sometimes you're like, oh, but I want to do this for free, but wait, I, then I have to spend all of this energy at my other job to actually make a living and that job sucks. I don't enjoy it. I'm not mm-hmm. helping people. And you have this kind of, um, almost duality there. Yes, absolutely. But when you can do what you're doing and help people bring in the business advice, like how do you actually do this? How do I make my passion into a career or how do I, Mm -hmm. how do I stay authentic when I'm doing my business? All these different things. So, um, I love it. I love it. I'll do a little, I'll tell a little bit more. Six-figure blogger, published interior designer, mother, and introvert. That's so fascinating. I don't qualify myself as an introvert. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is, uh, but that's fun. I mean, going, getting out there and doing a podcast as an introvert, kudos. That's so good. I'm still not comfortable with it. It'll be a year
1: (laughs) next month and I'm still nervous with every episode.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Way to just do it, though. That's that's incredible. Okay, so, and tell me if I'm saying your last name, right? Erica Van Slyke? That is right. Okay. Congratulations <laughs> no. on that. People butcher that name. Uh, her business is called Designing Vibes. So she shares tips on her podcast, how to achieve success in the world of online influencing without sacrificing mental health or going against one's soul essence. And after years of studying energetics, and manifestation, this ex SEO consultant has tapped into her true purpose and mastered the art of abundance through ease and feminine flow, no misery or social media required. So, whether you're spiritually curious, entrepreneur, calling in more passive income, or someone simply interested in monetizing a passion, seriously, you're like, her podcast is awesome. I've been listening. And I'm gonna keep talking for just a second and not you let you keep talk talking because <laughs> I have been listening to your podcast and I just want to tell my guests a, like a couple little teasers so they go yeah. over and listen to it because it's so incredible. So I just well actually this is really cool. Before this, I I usually do a meditation just to get in the zone. Sometimes you get super stressed out doing all the work and how many things on the to-do list there are when you're a mom and a business owner and you know, all of the things. And I usually do a meditation and I did your meditation from your podcast before this. And it was lovely. Your voice is gorgeous and so nice. So thank you. I just made my day. (laughs) I I love meditation. And that's one of the things I'm super It's life-changing. I'm so passionate about, and I need to talk about it more because if you're scared to do it, or you think it sounds weird, or you don't know how to turn your mind off, just start with some guided meditations like Erica's, check it out. And you like slowly, consistently you start to change Mm -hmm. and it's incredible. I'm, I'm sure we can go off on this too, but I'm going off about your podcast for one more minute. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Oh, let's see. Oh, you have one about the pity party. That was super fun. And I am, you you talk about like, you've done all this work and you should be there by now. Like you shouldn't have these dips or these, you know, but we do. It's just human. There's always some, another level. There's always downturns what would you call them setbacks roadblocks mm-hmm. no matter what level you're at and just being able to like your work is never done you never arrive anywhere and being able to experience that like I'm a big proponent of cry yes. let those emotions out and you talk about this on that episode and I lo- I really resonated with that just almost doing something, listening to a some a song or something that makes you cry or getting into those feelings and feeling them and letting out the emotion and how important that is. Yes. So um, you said one other thing and that might just lead us into a million other things. But um, you said at least now, like, of course I haven't arrived and I'm not perfect, but I, now I have all of these tools and that's what I think my podcast is about it's not about these huge epiphanies and they are there they're these life-changing near-death type experiences mm-hmm. where you you your life changes and you still have ups and downs and how do we take those epiphanies and what tools can we use to to stay in the flow or the ups or whatever you want to call it more of the time and move through those hard times quicker. Like let's not sit in the depression for three years, right? Let's these right. tools to, to move through, to process those emotions, to learn what we need to learn from that experience and be able to keep moving forward. So what is like your favorite tool? Meditation. Yes. Hands
1: down meditation and It actually started for me with kundalini yoga. Mm. But I would say I wouldn't have had the interest in kundalini yoga if I hadn't first experienced psychedelics. Mm. And so... The first time I ever did psychedelic, I've never done psychedelics in a therapeutic setting. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm nervous about that because I don't want to be here to promote being reckless or or getting someone in trouble or in a bad right. situation they can't get out of. But I had first experienced psychedelics at 15. Um I I just lived a life of depression ever since I was a little girl. I remember second grade. I mean, it, it got to suicidal ideation, um, at that young of an age. And so it always just felt like happiness wasn't for me. Joy, silliness, even being a child, it, it just, that wasn't what my life was cut out to be. That, it was <laughs> sadness, it loneliness. Heart. Yeah. And I just, I never felt like other children. I always felt, like I didn't belong. Like I, I just didn't belong on this planet. I didn't understand, mm-hmm. I didn't understand why the world was the way it was. Mm-hmm. And I carry that with me. 15 years old. Uh, I, okay, I'm a year younger than everyone. So this is the year before my junior year in high school. And a friend said, I've got mushrooms, and she lived on this beautiful farm. And it was a safe setting. She was more experienced with psychedelics. So she told me kind of, if you start to feel uncomfortable, you kind of just have to let yourself go with it. But she would, she would guide me to better places. So she was kind of my guide. Wow. What a wise <laughs> yeah. young guide. <Yeah>. <laughs> so she had been through a lot of trauma herself. <laughs> and I think that's how we formed a really strong bond. But this was a safe setting out in nature, uh, a fire stars and Mm. this was before it was spoken of as a therapeutic means. You know, this was still kind of like reefer madness rhetoric where it could scramble your brain or you could have a horrible trip and lose your mind forever. And for me, it was like, I was in such a dark place that I just didn't want to be sober So any other altered state was better than my reality, my baseline state. And so I didn't, I don't know. I thought maybe it would be like funky, trippy. I I didn't know what to expect, but I was like, whatever, let's do this. And of course, when it first set in, there was a lot of laughter. That felt great. It was like, oh my gosh, I can be a child I can laugh. And that laughter led me to a lot more of a spiritual place where I I know this is not the only reality. I know I am loved. Mm -hmm. I am loved. I am connected to something bigger. And I've got to stop taking life so seriously and being so hard
0: on myself. And it
1: felt like I was myself for the first time.
0: Uh, that's That's what my daughter said too with hers and that depression and from her, sexual abuse and depression and suicidality and she was like I didn't feel high I just I just felt like myself again I had joy for the first time in 10 years and I felt like a purpose and a reason to live you know and it's so incredible for me it just gives me chills to hear that because I really I relate to that so much yeah and it's I I was going to say with the laughing and the giggling and the silliness and some, they're, they're actually trying to pull out the separate in psilocybin, which is the active ingredient magic mushrooms, the part that makes these miraculous transformations and try and see if they can do it without you feeling Higher high, or the psychedelic part, or this, yeah, know, the spiritual awakening part, or the silly part, right? Mm-hmm. And like have it be a medicine that still makes a change, but you don't. And I'm like, I think it's kind of like when God put this mushroom on the earth, it was kind of a whole package. And that's part of why it's so magic and people stop smoking after a of smoking and why people quit drinking and why people stop being depressed is. All of that combined, like you cut out the silliness. That's part of what the realization is. Like we don't yes. have to take life so seriously. We can yes, have and have fun and giggle and look. Like life is way more fun if I'm not like, kids. We got to get to this next thing and time for school and you know being absolutely a, apparently clap when I'm in <laughs> military mode. But you know, and and we can just be like, oh yeah, look at that tree. And look how fun it is. Let's roll around on the floor. Let's paint ourselves with mud. Let's giggle and laugh and splash water. And it's incredible to be able, and with my husband too, like once I opened up to myself and I always thought, oh, he's not gonna, I want to say it just takes one person. I thought he's not gonna like, I can't be myself around him. He'll think I'm stupid or that's too, you know, like weird for him or I'm too Mm -hmm. for him or whatever. And and maybe part of it was past experience. He'd be like, well, that's woo or that's weird. Right. You know, so Mm -hmm. I had some reasons to think that maybe my authentic self and my silliness and my fun would be too much for him. And when I didn't give a shit anymore and I just wanted to feel free and I just wanted to be myself, it's crazy how the people around me were like, oh yeah, we're doing this. Okay. (laughs) And they don't don't need to be on anything, you know, your spouse or your kids or your friends to feel you being authentic and have that permission to be their authentic self. And magic starts to happen in your life and your relationship and the people that come in to your relationships oh my goodness I'm so going off I want to get back to your story oh, yeah okay
1: so <laughs> just keep going okay, okay. so that was my first experience and I took lessons with me that forever changed me mm-hmm. but it kind of I stepped away from it it kind of wore off after a while although yeah. It, it it left me a different person, a more authentic person, a more I I had faith in another realm and something yeah. higher. And you
0: kind of get a glimpse. People always ask, how long does that full?
1: Trip yeah. Or okay. So or so. Lasts, the, yeah. After well, after the first experience, it there was like a renaissance in my life that following year. So it was the summer leading into my junior year of high school. In my junior year, one of the best years of my life. I excelled in dance and academics. I really found more of uh my passion in writing. And so it felt like a renaissance to me. Beautiful. But then by mm, later on my senior year, I started, I got around a pretty bad crowd. And they were, they weren't looking to open their consciousness. This was more the pills and the heavier drugs and thank God I got away from it, but I kind of just threw it all out all together. I'm like, I'm going to college. I'm going to be straight lace and I'm getting my life together all, you know? And so I do the, the basic template to success and Western civil civilization, (laughs) go to college, get my degree, get a job. And Get married, have children, and I'm going through
0: a—I
1: don't know, maybe a early quarter life crisis and some postpartum depression as well. Mm-hmm. And my friend is a yoga teacher, and she's like, "Erica, I think you know you're kind of woo woo. I think you would really like this Kundalini yoga." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whatever, I'm not like a Lulu lemon wearing like skinny, you know, housewife. Like, I don't know about this yoga stuff. She's like, no, because some of the breath work like made me have these experiences like I was on mushrooms. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, tell me more. (laughs) And I do my research and I find all of these Kundalini videos and that's what got me into the meditation because for me, I didn't like to just sit in silence. Oh, yeah. I was there with uh, you. I feel like I'm not doing anything productive. or Right? Just, so what I loved about the kundalini yoga is there are mantras and they're, they're Sanskrit. So you don't understand the mantras and the delivery, the song that comes with it. You have to control your breath. So it's like built-in pranayama mm-hmm. where you have to control your breath, but you don't really know what you're saying. I mean, unless you look up the meaning, but to me, I didn't want to know. I just wanted to focus on knowing the mantra and and controlling my breath. And that's what really changed. And I that's the way I, I, I do a combination of kundalini mantra meditation in the morning and then typically in the afternoon, right before my kids get off school, I've got to get myself in a good place. So I do like a, a guided meditation. But I think if it hadn't been for my initial psychedelic experience, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And I wouldn't have given the kundalini yoga or the meditation a try we'll just go ahead and I guess finish out my story. What's really cool about getting into Kundalini at that year, I had uh, just had my second son, the postpartum started to lift. And at that same time, I have a family member that's like, okay, get a babysitter. I've got some mushrooms. We're going to have an experience. And so it was a very synchronous secure for me. And, once again, uh, just a super profound, profound experience. Once once the mushrooms started to kick in, it's like this sludge, this egoic, bitter, draining sludge had been lifted, and I felt childlike again. I, I felt wonder. There was also a sense of self compassion, like, "Mommy, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good yes. job, Mom." You know, life is good. You're you're okay.
0: Isn't that magical? (laughs) Like everyone's searching, searching for that and trying to give themselves that self-love. And it open up opens up a glimpse of how to do that and how it Yes, absolutely.
1: And that's what I'll say from the very first experience when I was 15, I was brought up in like hellfire brimstone religion in the South. I live in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And so there's just that worldview that. God is an angry God and you need to be hard on
0: yourself and work hard and, and kind of suffer Mm -hmm. or you're not worthy. Oh yeah. Yeah. You have to do this whole checklist and you need to be doing everything perfect. And yeah. And like you said, the suffering, the gritting until the end. Yes. I, like, endure to the end. I always think yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I had this this confirming experience again. And, and by that time, I had started my blog, Designing Vibes, which is my full-time income. Mm-hmm. Um, I had started that as a side hustle, as a way to deal with the depression I was experiencing with my pregnancy and the postpartum. It was a healthy outlet. But that year, after the psychedelics, the Kundalini, like I said, it was just this beautiful trifecta in my blog took off. And within a year, I was able to quit my marketing job. And and that's kind of, that's my story. And not only that, now, I don't know if my husband wants to be brought into this so much, but it's been great for, uh, he can get really serious too. Mm-hmm. And we can kind of just get lost in being a parent. Right. And, you know, the nine to five grind, because mm-hmm. he does work for a um, a company. So he doesn't own his own business. He doesn't have as much freedom as I do. And that's, it's changed him. Just the laughter alone. Right. Just, it doesn't have to be so, it's not that serious. It's right. okay to laugh, it's okay to smile, it's okay to be silly.
0: Oh, yes, so that's Everything. her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Were you done? Okay, oh, I was done. Yeah, oh, I love that. I, my relationship, that's one of like the things that I am so grateful this path of the last several years has given me back is both of us learning who our authentic self is, like who even are we? And figuring that out and giving each other that space to figure that out. And for the low times and the high times and the fears and all of this to come up in the shadow, we'll we'll get into that a little bit. But the connection and the emotional vulnerability it's it's so precious to me that like it's literally like our relationship the first 20 whatever you know years before and then after we started on this journey of self-work and and for me bringing in some psychedelics it's so different we're totally different people and it's so fun beautiful so how long have you been married 23 years oh congratulations yeah and five kids and a wow. 22 year old and a 6 year old so 22 18 16 9 and 6 and a grandbaby on the way so i when i wow. said life crisis i was like i'm done i've been parenting for 22 years and i'm still changing like body training or changing diapers. I am done. I don't want to do the same thing every day. And I didn't see the gift in it until my first experience. And I'll touch on that. Yes. I want to hear about yours. Because I literally experienced, there was silly and there was laughter and there was beauty. I was outside also. And there's this sunset that was, I mean, people would say jokingly or they're exaggeratingly maybe this orgasmic sunset, but I was like feeling the sunset and I was mm-hmm. sighing and I I couldn't believe it. It was the first time I'd ever said the F word in my entire <laughs> life. I'm not kidding because I couldn't think of something that sounded so strong to describe the feelings and it wasn't in a bad way. It was like, this is effing amazing. This is incredible this is here. I, I just, the love when your heart opens wide Mm -hmm. all the way up and you have that love and you see the whole universe from a higher consciousness and you're like, why am I living in this little shell and this shadow when like, there's so much beauty and I'm just focusing on the shit. But so I experienced like all of my family members' souls, I experienced them and I'm just like crying it one by one going through and I felt the nuances and the complexity and the beauty and the you know one of my children is very he's very nurturing and very loving and kind and soft and whenever he he tells me something he's so wise he does it in the kindest manner right and he's so beautiful and i have another son that's just this mirror for me and he does not like he gets <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Right? I've got He one doesn't of those. just like do it softly. He, right. He tells me straight up and this is it. This is how you're behaving and you don't need to mom. You can just breathe instead of being stressed out now. And that's kind of more before it was just like, he was such a mirror and so hard. And I've got this little one that I'm just like done, done with doing this for the fifth time. Right. And laundry and diapers and whatever, you know, and, And then I'm experiencing their soul and I'm crying and I'm like, they're so beautiful. They're this gift and how ridiculous, ridiculous it is that I think I'm being this stoic martyr and I'm going to parent them for however many more years, you know, 15, 20 more years that I need to. And it's so, it was so laughable because they were this gift to me and they were, they had the only reason I was, as complex and had grown as much as I had as because of them and who they were as people. Mm -hmm. Right. And I could experience this life with them. Anyway, I could go on and on about my. That is so
1: beautiful. That makes me want to cry. (laughs) I think that's part of that, that realization for me too, that helped me out of that postpartum phase. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I experienced my husband's soul and his essence, and who he was, and then when I see him every day, it's like this different closeness, I just, like, I'm so excited to see him, so excited to just be around him, I can feel that energy, and you know how fun it is? to be in a relationship when, where your partner, you get up in the morning and you're just making breakfast for the kids or whatever. And they come and they hug you like they haven't seen you in months. And they're like, I am so excited to be with you. You're so amazing. And I love you. It's so cool. And it's just a normal day, you know, it's it's incredible. But that, that emotional closeness where I felt like I felt his soul and I know who he is. And then we can be silly and vulnerable and whatever. I mean, Our sex life has been incredible since the last several years. Like it's with five kids. I don't know how you do that. Oh my goodness. Right. We have to (laughs) schedule time to get away and we never did that before. And then it's like this whole person when you're on vacation that's fun and carefree and isn't worrying about Mm -hmm. work and kids and teens and all the problems. But you also, when you're connecting in that intimate way, but it's not just about. Sex, it's there, it's like your essences combining. And I have people who have done this without the use of any psychedelics. I actually like probably three or four of my friends are like, Yes, I felt that with, you know, no no psychedelics needed ever. But like I had this experience where I was so in, and they practice meditation and other things. Um, where I was so in that zone and in that vibe that I felt like we were one and it, it was so spiritual and so incredible, but we were combining all of the, the physical and how good it feels mm-hmm. to be in our body and be physical with the spiritual and that essence there. So I don't need to talk about sex the whole time, but I can <laughs> if I want to, <laughs> but I think when you were talking about the self-love, there was just one yeah. other experience I thought of that, As I've been on this journey and working on it and opening up and then closing a little and then opening more and closing. And, and then my husband's surprising me and I'm like, holy shit, you're more vulnerable than I dare be. Like I, that's incredible. I never, ever thought we would get to this point. He was, I, I would, if I had a little meter, a little scale, I think like 10% open and vulnerable, like for 20 years of our marriage for him. Right. And I thought I was willing to be more, but was I actually open and vulnerable? No, because I thought he wouldn't be open to it. Right. Right. And so then I'm seeing him where it's like 80, 90 percent or that, you know, this huge amount of openness and vulnerability. And it's it's worth it. It's incredible. It's amazing. So one night we were laying in bed and it was just a normal day after the kids were in bed, and I just talk. If you can't tell, I just talk, 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 and I'm telling about my day and the people I took on a hike. I guide hikes from people from all over the world here in St. George, Utah. I'm oh, I
1: want to hear more about
0: that too. Red rocks, so come play. Oh. And yeah, and the retreats—it just incredible. So the we could I could go on about retreats too. But I'm laying there and I'm talking with him, and I'm realizing I look over and he's just kind of smiling, and I was like, oh, shoot, I think he's he's probably just waiting for me to stop talking so we can have sex. <laughs> and I was like, oh, honey, you, I was talking about nothing important. Like, you know, we have we have a certain amount of time before I yeah. fall asleep after the kids go to bed. Like, there's only this window, and here you're just listening to me and smiling. And he's like, no, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, of course, like, yeah, I'll, I'll have sex. But, like, it, I was happy to just listen to you, you know, and I was just the – depth and it's it wasn't just that one experience but it's when i realized that he actually loved me so much and he loved me even with all my faults and my ADHD and my talking and my stupid things I've done. And the, and I realized this on a journey too, I felt that love from him so huge that all my mistakes, he didn't care. Like he just loved me and I felt that love for myself. And I realized I, through this journey and all the work I'd been doing and the shadow and the meditation and the, the, life coaching and retreats and all these things I'd been doing. I actually loved myself enough at that moment to accept the love in from him. The love. Oh yeah. To feel it. And I just was crying. I was like, oh my gosh, he really loves me and he doesn't care about all these other things. And I really love myself even with all my faults. And I love him too with all his faults. It was just the most incredible. I'm just like, bawling and crying feeling to know like that work over years of self-love and of course like I have my doubts and I have times when I'm like am I really enough am I really worth it I'm putting myself out there here and being vulnerable to the world mm-hmm. not just one person that I trust not to smash my <laughs> my, yeah. self, my dreams down but um yeah working on that that being your true authentic self and that self-love and the processes that I've done and the processes I teach other people and we do at retreats so that you don't even you don't need medicine that the medicine can show you a little glimpse of what's possible, but but you don't need medicine. There's other things like breath work and kundalini yoga and these processes that I teach that take you through and get you to that deep place where you can feel it and start living it. So also so what
1: are, yeah no what are the modalities? I'm interested to hear more of your business side and what you do.
0: Oh, fun. Yeah. So I do, I've um, adapted something for going through the logical parts. So from Byron Katie, have you ever read Byron Katie's book? I love her. She changed my life too. Literally. Mm -hmm. I read, listened to her book, Loving What Is, every day for three years, because I hated who I was around my really, really hard son. Mm -hmm. And I, I had to change and I didn't know how to stop yelling and I didn't know how to stop being angry and hating him and hating myself. And I just wanted to send him away to boarding school. It was so hard. He picked on all the other kids. He hurt his little brother. He was defiant about everything. And I used it every single day to change. And, um, over a couple of years, I never thought our relationship could look like what it does now.
1: That, and I, think, oh. oh my goodness. Okay. So I've that. been going through this change with my son, yes nine.
0: But okay. it sounds very started. similar.
1: And I'm like, with all the work I've done, and this is still, he can still bring out the worst
0: to <laughs> me. make me so reactive. So I probably need your help with there <laughs> are <our> perfect mirrors. <laughs> yeah. So I was doing this process that I teach, and we go through and we look at, we we I mean, we just get it all out, get all of the stuff out. And then we take like the one that's the biggest, the the hardest one. And I I had been doing this since he was nine years old right since that age I would have to do the same ones every single day and I didn't I didn't have kind of that glimpse that the psychedelics gave me of that higher awareness and how I could do things back then so I was a little more grit and a little less like heart centered and feeling when I do it with my people my loved ones the clients I don't like that word but you know the people Mm -hmm. that come to me for help me, I need to get out of this terrible feeling I'm in and place I'm in, right? I do it more, we open up, we do meditations, we visualize what, what we're going through rather than just like grit through it. But the logical part of it is that process, asking yourself, okay, this is the thing. So I'll give you an example with my son. And it was, I mean, he's 18 now. (laughs) It was like, he should be helping out more around the house. Right. So you find like, and this was just killing me because it was creating this void in our relationship, this uh, pushing us apart. And we, I'd worked so hard to become so close with him that it was killing me every single day it was so hard on my heart and he didn't want to be around me I didn't want to be around me I was nagging him and I was frustrated and upset and I was like no this is not how I want to feel I was in a good place where we just had this relationship where I could be like hey you want to sweep the floor today. That'd be awesome. And yeah, sure. I can after I'm done with this thing I have, or I'm not feeling good today. I'm feeling kind of depressed. I can't like, we just had this open thing going. And so I went through the work. He should be helping out more around the house. And is it really true? Is it true? Is it really true? Ultimately true. Yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah, it feels really true. He's 18. He can help her out. He can put his damn stuff away and I got all this stuff to do and then you ask yourself how do I act what happens how do I behave what do I do and say and think and how do I treat him and how do I treat myself and when you really look at that and just pause a moment and in the work you write all that down so you can see it on paper but if you just feel in that it was like so icky I was nagging and I was resentful and I was angry and I was just all of this coming up. I was like, Oh no, this is, and I was even like, like I'm not a good mom cause I haven't taught him this or, you know, like, right. things. so that's super huge to bring that awareness around. Like, I don't want to be that person. That's not how I want to be. And so then you move into like, what would it feel like if I, it was impossible to think that thought, which I do this with people and they're like, I can't, I can't not think it. There's no way I cannot think it. It's just a fact. You know, it's yeah. so hard for people. And uh, my mentor, Angel, she talks about close your eyes. So when we get into that more meditative state and we're moving through our body in the meditation part of it, we are dropping our ego. You and you, you have your eyes open to look at everything. Your ego is still there, and you're seeing all these things. Like Byron Katie says, that someone else has named and good and bad. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're and judging water. Yeah, yeah. All those judgments. And when you close your eyes, you're just in your own little sanctuary. More. I mean, sometimes you're in your spinning thoughts, right? But mm-hmm. you close your eyes and you drop your ego just a little bit, and you tap into your heart, and then you can see what would it be like. And I see him in front of me. And sometimes this does take practice for people to get to be able to do this. But the more you do it, you can do it, right? You can do it. You just need to keep doing it. And I see him in front of me. And I see his soul. And this beautiful, sometimes like a little picture of him as a child comes up. And his hopes and his dreams and his fears. And I just see him he's my child and he's so beautiful and he has these gifts and these talents and this heart that is so big and so expansive and loving and here we are we're in this like stupid <laughs> they don't even matter they don't even matter and I see him and I'm like oh my gosh I love him so much and he's such an incredible Soul. And I think we can figure out a way around this that, you know, like you just see a different perspective. And that's kind of like when you tap into that. It's it's the it's similar to what sounds like the psychedelic experience. Yeah, when I tapped in and I did this, I could tap in before I did any psychedelics too. Like it just takes practice, and you got to go to your heart and get out of your mind, and you can do that, and you can connect with their soul. You can you can be there with them, and I'm just there, and I'm like, okay, if I couldn't think, he should be doing his chores. I would just see him I would just look into his eyes and I'd wonder what's going on in his life and how's he doing and we would just chat and we would have a conversation so at the end of this story I I go through this process and I had done it and I was thinking about it on a bike ride and I'd done it logically and it was so you the, at the end you turn it around and you think of th- you know, this, that, and the other, the opposites. So the first one would be like, he shouldn't do his chores. And it's like, well, that's a stupid idea. No, of course he should do his chores. And you try and think of three reasons on each one of those, why he mm-hmm. shouldn't do his chores. And I'm like, well, I don't even, I can't think of any. Maybe if he was handicapped, then he shouldn't do them. And I, you know, like, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm going through and it was really hard. I was struggling. And then it's like, um, I should do his chores. And I was like, Psh- no you know <laughs> my brain is like that's too good too but it was like okay try and think of three reasons well you know maybe if he's depressed or something then you know but I didn't think he was I was like well but he's not so he should still do his chores but if he was depressed yeah I guess I'd probably do his chores for him and try and figure out how to help him right and a couple other things came up I was pushing to do that and then the next one and usually one of them like hits you like oh Yeah, and some of them are like, eh, that's weird, doesn't really flow. And this one hit me, and it was like, I felt the truth of it. And so you flip it around to yourself. I should do my chores. And I was like, oh, yeah. The reason I'm mad he left his bowl out and his bag in the living room and isn't helping with all the other stuff that I am stressed out about is because I don't have my shit together to do my chores I have my ADHD I have something going on with I don't know hormones or something you talked about that in one of your podcasts too I'll have to ask you later but something going on where my energy is low and I'm stressed out and I got all this stuff going on and I haven't figured out a system and managing my own stuff to take care of my chores and so I'm wanting him to make up for that because I don't have it figured out yet and so it was kind of a moment where I was like frustrated at myself too like or i i could have just gone into like you you're 40 something years old and you don't have your shit together and you don't know how to keep the house clean and how to you know like do all this and my mentor uh angel she told me taught me and so i just practiced this enough where i naturally just when i start going into that shame or guilt or blaming myself i just go i love me i'm learning I'm listening to myself, like what do I need? What's true inside of me? I can solve this problem. But just going back to I love me, like mm-hmm. even that simple thing, like I love me and it and I love you, even though you don't have your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> even though. Okay, so even I had though. that. And I was like, that's really it. Like I, I need to get my stuff together. His bowl doesn't matter. It's not even that big of a deal. If there was just his bowl on the counter and I had all my stuff done, <laughs> who, who even cares? Right. And he's this person I love, and I don't want to have this to become something huge in between us. So I didn't know we were going to talk about parenting, but now I got to finish this story. So um, it, it matters with everything because you have these things with your husband. You have these things that just come up. So i had been mulling that over for a few weeks, but it wasn't hitting. Like I wasn't... <sighs> emotionally releasing it all the way I was mm-hmm. just doing it logically and right. that's part of when I help my people and that's why I mentor like coaches have coaches and why because sometimes you can't see your own blind spots and you can't get to that point so you go to someone else for help and then my coaches can help me get down to it and one of my the things that helped me got down through this to the emotional level and actually release it was a microdose and so I it wasn't my intention for that. Um, but I do, so I microdose that day. Then I had this day and at the end and oh man, I could go into microdosing too, but my son comes in and we're talking and I'm just present, which my ADHD brain does not normally presence. I as ha- a focus, I have to really, keep myself present to be able to look someone in the eyes and listen to them even if I'm interested there's Mm -hmm. 20,000 I'm
1: the same way my husband is like my god girl you (laughs) I will ask the same
0: question like 10 times it's like I want to pay attention but it just Yeah. It's so tricky. So this actually, there's studies that have come out with microdosing and ADHD, which I'm like, yep, that aligns. So I'm just there looking into his eyes and it's not taking any effort. He's drawing, like his soul is drawing me towards him. I just want to be there with him. So we're just talking and we get into this deep discussion about something that's interesting to both of us. And it has nothing really to do with daily life. And I'm just there staring in his eyes and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just i'm so enjoying this conversation and i had this intention with with microdosing you also have i i feel a little more like I want to go for a walk. I want to get stuff done. I want to be able- You have more energy. Yeah, and energy and I see like the disorganization, the piles that I normally don't see on ADHD. I'm like, what are all these piles doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put them there. And so I wanted to to clean up in the kitchen. I was like, I want to if if it means a lot to you, I will stay here looking into your eyes. But if you're okay with it, could you just sit here and talk to me while I clean? And he was like, yeah, I'd be fine with that. And uh, trust me, he'd tell me the truth. And I was like, okay. So he sits down on the counter and I start cleaning and we're talking and he's talking. And lo and behold, guess what happens? He starts cleaning up and he's putting the griddle away. And he's and I was like, are you effing kidding me? Wow. Like he, he would not like he would never have done this if I asked him nicely, if I yelled at him, it didn't matter. He wasn't doing it. And, but my heart was open and he could feel that I didn't, it wasn't about that. It was just, so he's helping me clean up. And I was like in shock a little bit, but laughing to myself, of course, you know, and then A week or two later, oh, another part of it I realized when I did the work is that I was frustrated because I had all these things I was passionate about and I'm putting this podcast out that I feel really strongly is going to help people's mental health Mm -hmm. and people need to hear about this and have a business I'm running and all these things that I'm passionate about and here I was frustrated that I'm like wasting all my energy with you know, cleaning and organizing, you know, and the, I mean, you can have a cleaner, but I get like that
1: too. I, I like resent some of that. Cause I'm like, I'm doing important work here and I have right. to like
0: do the <laughs> freaking laundry. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so true. So that was part of it. And so we sit down, he comes out and we're sitting outside one night and, or maybe he even said, do, do you want to talk out, out by the fire? And I was like, yeah. So we go out there and an hour passes and he's just telling me everything. Like I've just been felt so depressed. And I go to work and I it, I feel like I get home and it sucks all my energy out of, you know, this job that I don't love. And then I have no time to do my passion and my music and what I love and what I'm passionate about. And now I'm on no microdose here, but my heart's open and I've had that shift. And when I was looking him in the eye a few weeks before this, the resentment finally left my body. I could feel it release and it was gone and it hasn't come back. And it, that's incredible. Cause I was like weeks of like, how do I let go of this resentment? Logically, yeah. I know I need to, and this is stupid. And so the resentment was still gone and my heart was open. And as I'm hearing him talk about this thing, I was like, oh my gosh, he is me. That's the same thing. I don't want to do all this stupid work. Cause I want time mm-hmm. to work on my passions. And I was like, I so want my kids to be able to do what they're passionate about him so everybody should be able to do what they're passionate about, right? And so as I'm hearing this, instead of, my my total paradigm and perception shifts. And I was like, my heart was just like, I want to do your chores for you so you have time for your passion. I'll make, you know, he's vegan and we chop vegetables and we cook and we make, kale charred sweet potato tacos and mung bean eggs and all this stuff that takes time mm-hmm. to make that healthy food. And then you got to clean it all up when you're cooking yeah. homemade meals. And and I was like, I want to make the homemade meals and clean them up so you have time for your passion. Um, My heart was like begging to do that where a few weeks before I was like, there's no way I would, there's no reason I would ever want to do his chores.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, that brings up a certain point. I think a misconception about psychedelics and I've watched all of the documentaries and a lot of people would have you believe it's just this one time fix and then you're changed forever. But Mm -hmm. what I've noticed about it, I can tell when I need another maintenance dose. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a while for me and I can tell because I start to get more in my ego, less in my heart. I start to lose some of that compassion and Mm -hmm. like I get gritty, snippy. (laughs) And so I can tell (laughs) I need some kind of maintenance to get back
0: into my heart. (laughs) And we have lots of tools. It doesn't have to be a microdose or a full dose or something. We have Kundalini yoga Mm -hmm. and breath work and meditation. And I have some incredible mentors that can do that. If you're life coach or therapist doesn't help you in one hour get like to a state where you're going from spinning to you see the world like we do from psychedelics, that's the easiest way to where you see it from a higher consciousness and everything is all right. And, and everything is great. And you're, you know what I mean? Then you need to find a new life coach. You need to find a new mentor, a new, whatever you want to call them person. I don't care what letters they have behind their name or not that actually can create change in one hour. Instead of wow. just going to therapy every week and nothing happens, nothing right? happens,
1: and that was my experience. So I've not had a life coach, but I therapy I couldn't find a decent therapist, and so that was like out of the picture. So I had to learn all of these tools on my own, basically. Yeah, so, yeah. And I'm curious. So what is meditation, and then the microdosing that's been the most effective for your ADHD, or is there anything else you would recommend to?
0: Sometimes. So there's some supplements that I really like for ADHD. <laughs> I just learned about Brilla and I haven't tried it yet. I think it's called Brilla. It's like a homeopathic one for ADHD. Mm-hmm. And I so I'm going to try that. I just got some to sample it. So it's very light homeopathic. I mean, as far as negative side effects go, right? We're not talking mm-hmm. Adderall. Oh yeah, I can't do that. MS kind of thing, cannot right? do that. Yeah. So, so the microdosing does help my ADHD. There's a couple other in the Daniel Amen's book about ADD. He talks about the seven different types and then the different types of medications, diets. And of course he talks about um, meditation and exercise and you know keeping up on the he calls them the ants but it's very similar to Byron Katie's process and similar to the process I do with my clients and at the retreats and but the some of the supplements for the specific I'm more of a classic ADHD type like I can get hyper focused on something and never leave it if it's something I'm interested in and I didn't know that was an actual like on the list of mm-hmm. ADHD things that it's not that we can't focus on anything. It's that those like mundane tasks or things we don't care about are really hard to focus on and something where we could just get hyper-focused on something we're super excited about. Anyway, those ones, um, different. I'm trying to think of them. Rodalia, Ginkgo Biloba. I, I, I read about a whole book basically on, omegas. So omegas yes. are just like a must for me. Yes. And in in one of these, it was a very small study of like suicidally depressed people, nothing else, treatment resistant depression, right? And they gave them nine to 12 times the amount of Omegas, which is like, I mean, what's the ma- two tablespoons or, you know what I mean? Two little pills is the normal Two pills, yeah. And they had incredible results. And now I'm going back to the depression. So back on the depression thing, I, this is my ADHD in play. One other <laughs> thing that was really cool is they took these depressed people and in the study, they gave them basically an enema with the gut bacteria from healthy Healthy people, healthy, yes. happy, non-depressed people, right? Okay. He swapped out their gut bacteria. Don't think about it too much because it's really gross how they do it, yeah. But <laughs> it changed them. It changed their mood. It changed. There's actually an article about like a mom and a daughter who did this too. And it helps heal her depression and, and her like stuff that was going on with her body and not losing weight anyway so cool on the depression side there's so many things that we have to learn and that's part of in my podcast what I want to talk about Oh yeah the
1: microbiome is so intriguing to me I feel like that's a gold mine of like new info (laughs) that we haven't explored yet um for me so maybe some of the depression that was just inherent with me I didn't find this out until gosh I well late 20s that i had the mthfr gene mutation so my oh. body couldn't even utilize normal b vitamins which that yeah. that could even lead to like schizophrenia like bad mood disorders it, so my body wasn't like, getting b so i have to take a it's called folinic plus okay and i get it from my integrative physician but just for anyone who thinks that they, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to just take a methylated B vitamin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And methylated because there is a third of the population that can't do regular B vitamins. So, I mean, it's not, it's like a couple bucks more. Just get the methylated. Yeah. Just get the methylated. B vitamins every day and make sure all my family does the B vitamins and the D vitamins and get outside into the sunshine. So, so he has a list in that book of, of supplements. And I don't remember them all right now. And, but yes, I have a little list. Maybe, maybe I can type up what I've found that helps me the most. And we can yeah. put it in show notes on those because I don't have them all right in my brain right now. But, um, I was going to ask you, okay, we, you talk about shadow work. Uh-huh. Are you ready to 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 go? Can I sure the subject a little? Okay, you talk about shadow work on one of your episodes, and you're super authentic and talk about a panic attack, and you talk about you have these moments of being aligned, and then these moments of self doubt, and it's so relatable because it's everybody, right? And I didn't want to. Look at my shadow. Ever, I was like, that sounds stupid. Why would I want to dig up dig up my shadow and terrible mm-hmm. things? And psychedelics do kind of sometimes force you. They do that. that. That's,
1: yeah. And that's why they could be therapeutic. It could maybe put you on a bad trip if you're not used to calling yourself out on your own bullshit. <laughs> but it, yeah, the, yes, after the trip is over, it can be
0: very beneficial for you. To right. look yeah. at that And shadow. you talked about the societal bullshit and releasing that. That's a lot of what we do too in my programs is just releasing all of those things. And I mean, sheesh, there's, there's several processes we do here, but one that I first experienced myself without psychedelics, that was super profound. And so I take people through that process of releasing everything. And it's funny, I first did it with my daughter and I just wanted to release her from the worry and the shoulds that I would put on her and And I mean, it's scary as a parent, you're like, "Uh, don't drink, that could lead to a lot of bad things and don't smoke cigarettes, that could be really, you know, like you have all these fears for them and you want them to do it perfectly and never have any problems in their life. So as I released that in this process, it was incredible. And I, it felt so good to just how does it feel when someone's like worried about you? And someone's judging what you're doing and thinking you're doing Mm -hmm. wrong. Like, I didn't want her to have to live her life that way. Mm -hmm. So then my mentors, we were on a hike and they just said, now you need to release yourself. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. And then they're like, no, you have to say it out loud. I was like, okay. Okay. Ooh. whoo. And it was like not coming and they're like, no, no, it's okay. And I was like, I'm trying. It's just not like it's getting stuck and it's not coming out. And they're like, well, maybe let's just release some energy, get it to flow, get your chakras flowing and just like yell or scream or make noises and whatever you need to get it flowing. And I was like, okay. So I tried, started to just yell and then it like, closed up again and they're like no it's fine we don't care it's like we don't care how loud you yell or how weird you sound and I was like no it's like I think I'm gonna throw up if I like make if I do that or anytime I try and say the words and they're like it's fine we're outside on you know mm-hmm. in nature just go ahead and and this is all without plant medicine too so there's lots of process that I bring in you don't I'm I'm not um Yeah, I don't want to have to be giving people medicine until everything's legalized, right? So I, I like to be able to have the process and the coaching and the things we do at retreats to be able to, anyone can do them, no matter how comfortable you feel with that. And we don't need to be giving out anything illegal, right? I always encourage people do things safe and legally, right? Go somewhere where it's legal and make sure you're safe make sure you vet people. I have a really big, long legal disclaimer. Please go listen to it. And there's lots of dangers out there. And I have episodes coming about some of those dangers so that you can be informed about it. But anyway, back to the story, it's stuck there and they're like, it's okay, go ahead and throw up. And I was like, all right, we'll yell and see what happens. So I started to yell and scream and I did, I threw up. And then I was like, okay, I released myself. And then I like went into this meditation and we'd been meditating before. That was just my intention for the first meditation to release my daughter And she was there with me, just, we were doing some work. And then um, I go back into the meditation and doing this work and I can guide people through what that is to basically you're visualizing, right? And, and releasing that from your body, all of those things that you've, put on yourself and that society has put on yourself and those beliefs and those shoulds. And this is how Mm -hmm. mom should be Mm -hmm. and a good wife should be and how you should present yourself in public and all of these things. Like you said, the societal bullshit and releasing all that. And as I got up from this process and my hands are just there in this red sand and there's this little like round Moki marble and I had it in my hand and I was like, Oh my gosh. I'm just I'm free I'm brand new. And I, I had been meditating for a couple of years at that point. And it was so it was just meditation, but it was like a psychedelic experience, right? It was very intense. And I've got this little marble and I was like, I'm just like this little tiny mochi marble, this little tiny rock. And I get to choose who I want to become I don't have all this stuff on me and I was just like mm, rating it out energy it was one of those I don't know if you've ever been in a meditation when the energy is so strong when you can like I get it in my head <laughs> yeah, Start your to. body yeah it's just vibrating and I felt like I had this energy I could like in my mind I could see this blue energy like uh why can't I think of the show um it's like superhero <laughs> I should know this. My son loves, like, all oh. In the, like, <laughs> they spin the vortex opening yeah. and they um, play with, uh, is it Doctor Who? I'm trying to. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Doctor um, Strange. Is it Doctor, Doctor Strange? Strange? There we go. Yeah. I was like, that's not it. It's <laughs> Doctor Who. Okay, Doctor Strange. And I had this, like, zinging blue energy ball. And I was, like, taking that all in. And I just felt like the sun just radiating out. And, and. I could imagine, I was like picturing the souls of my children and my family, like just radiating to me because of the energy I was. And I didn't have to go out and do things to fix our relationship they just wanted to be around me and it's so really like what I was imagining is really what's happened in real life they want to be around me my teens want to be around me they want to hang out they give me like four minute hugs and we sit and chat in the hot tub and we talk about all these different things and we are silly together and we have dance parties with the little kids and it's so different than the way it used to be but um, as we do these processes I was thinking of Oh yeah. Yeah. Another one where, where we actually do a shadow exercise that made me think of it, but we don't need to go into that. I keep talking and going off on different (laughs) subjects, but okay. I want to ask you if you're like me, And kind of the goal of my podcast is we have these epiphanies, we have these peak experiences, we go to a retreat, and it's incredible. And we feel our authentic self and everybody there, most of them we didn't even know before. And so they just see our authentic self. And it's so easy to be that. And then you go home or you leave that experience and life happens and you're back to these people who are like, that's not you, you're supposed Mm -hmm. to do this. And you're not, you know, like, this, this isn't how I know you. And how do you, keep or your favorite ways to stay in that your authentic self that living life fully or to get back to it of course we don't stay there forever right right? But to get back to that essence of who you are and what you create on your podcast
1: oh I hate to keep saying the same answer but meditation also the the visualization and then journaling so, I like to do. Have you heard of Lacey Phillips to be magnetic? or No, no, I to. okay. So it's like a monthly program that I'm in. and she has like an authentic self meditation mm-hmm. um, shadow. and a lot of it, she actually has an EDMR therapist on that does the binaural beats and gives you instructions. Cool. So I when I'm feeling, like I've kind of lost track mm-hmm. of what I want out of life. And if I, I'm just kind of getting stuck in the mire, Yeah, I like to go back to this one. It's an authentic self meditation. I really want to start creating more of those yes. myself. Yours was awesome. But but just the Please visualization be. of visualizing mm-hmm. myself and how am I showing up in the world and how am I interacting and what's bringing a smile to my face and how do I spend the day-to-day what does that look like for me and just remembering like it's okay i might i might veer off every now and then i might forget Mm -hmm. but just going back and and i think it's powerful to write down your visions of exactly what you saw in that meditation because you Mm -hmm. have it on paper to keep you accountable and it's like once it's on paper you can't take it back (laughs) you know you can't ever be the same person once you've written it's like
0: you've declared it that that's what you want I'll give myself Uh-oh. little voice notes too, so I like oh, I can hear the I energy. the sound of my voice. <laughs> Whatever, it's so but that would gorgeous. be that would be a good I idea. Too. Yeah, you can yeah. hear the energy. You can hear how light you were and how aligned you were, and how and as you hear yourself talking when you've ex, you're explaining one of those experiences or you just got out of it and. And it brings you back to that place a little bit. I love listening to some of those of mine. And podcasts
1: too. You know, podcasts, I have to just saturate myself with that because most of the people Mm -hmm. I'm surrounded with, they're not business owners. Mm -hmm. They're not on some spiritual path. Yeah. And it's up to me to get myself back there. I don't have a coach. I don't have, so I just have to utilize the tools that I have. And yeah, journaling,
0: visualization, we have that program too. That the things like that, that the the programs I put out, and like what you're saying there, and I've been through other people's programs. It, if you don't have a one-on-one personal coach, you're paying whatever to do it. They can be super valuable. Yes, can be really. Uh,
1: Blockchain, impactful. and
0: that's how I was introduced to the right? shadow work too. And yeah. that was whoa.
1: That you just have me. to put in the effort. Yes. Yes, you do. You have to want it. <laughs> yeah you can't just expect it to come to you.
0: Yeah. For right? sure. Okay. So then with the with the business. You you said you mentioned after this one psychedelic experience, it was like a few years Within the next few years, things just really took off. Maybe were you like within a year more aligned, more like how do you think it, it changed?
1: Yeah, I didn't care. I put my my personality into every bit of my writing mm. and uh, leaned into it of who I yeah. was. And maybe some people rejected it, but I'm like, yeah. I'm going to show up from my heart. Mm-hmm. This is me. If, if you don't accept it, that's okay. You can go find like a good girl blogger. So I would, mm-hmm. you know, I would cuss in my blogs. Uh-huh. This is a home decor blog. This people don't really do that, but I'm like, right. I don't care. It's like I couldn't, I couldn't hold back who I really was after mm-hmm. that. This is me, and uh, I led with that. that I also like just song. was a lot more creative I, because what yes. I, I mean, content creator, you've you've always got to be on it. So I think it helped me just not have the pressure of being perfect mm-hmm. and just allowing it to flow, whether, whether it's stuck or not with my readers, it was like, I'm at least going to try because we don't want to take ourselves too seriously. Right. So yeah. just knowing it's not that serious and allowing myself to maybe make a fool of myself or fail, but that's okay. At least I'm trying. Oh my and I really just got in that zone. I also did, um, I did micro dosing for a little bit as a nootropic Mm -hmm. and that helped me stay focused. Like you said, when I was having some brain fog issues and it gave me a little more energy. So, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. So I was going to say on the um, more authentic thing, that's um, so huge. It's so huge because we have all of these things and outline. I'm super passionate about this. So I'll be creating a course too that has integrate some of the business things and gives people some step-by-step to be able to fulfill their passions, right? To be able to get online and how to actually do these things. And what really matters is that you're at your authentic self, you're passionate If you can get yourself aligned, and that's the other part about, I love about some of my mentors that they're not just telling me the practical things, even though I love that and I need that. But then when I'm getting stuck and I, when I get stuck is when I'm like stressed out about the technology or how much do I charge for this or what should I include or all these like technical things in the business Mm -hmm. can just get me stuck and get me off my vibe. And I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah. But if you have someone, a coach, or these tools that can get you back, like inspire you to be your authentic self and to feel that alignment and that frequency then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We both have a mentor for our podcast because we are both podcasters. And the thing I love about her, Kathy Heller, she's great. Go check out her, her podcast. Mm-hmm. But I love that about her, that she knows what she's doing. She's done all the business stuff. She has that all there for you. But anytime you're stuck, it's like, it's not about what website you're hosting, exactly. you using. It doesn't like, matter. It's like stop hyper-focusing on the things that don't matter. Yeah, like get yourself aligned. Get yourself aligned. Get excited, get back into why you're passionate about this and the difference you can make in the world with your light because the world needs you and get out there and go beyond fire and you're done, you know, that's what I'm talking about, those mentors And therapists that can do that and get you back into like your brilliance and your light, then the rest of it doesn't matter and your business starts to flow. And for me, the right people start coming in and I'm like, oh, thanks universe. They're just landing in my lap and calling. Because you're attracting what you want into your field with your own resonance. And it's so easy and I'll, I'll have, so I'll have a problem that I'm stuck on and I just kind of, well, I've learned the hard way and the easy way by not listening, not doing this, like pushing through and grinding through. And I like, I got to do something. And so I'll do something. And it takes me all these hours. And then most of the time, I just had one experience like that, that I grinded through it. That's not a word, but it's okay. And then like a month later, like the perfect answer Came through. Oh, we weren't looking for it. Like 30 hours and however much on that thing that I did because this was like just landed in my lap. It was easy. It was cheaper. It was whatever, you know. But most of the time I've been in the flow and I'm just trusting. And it's like, you know what? That's not coming right now. It's not working. It must not be the right timing or the right, the important right now. And I'll get to it when it's flowing and I'll just kind of set it aside and I'll go into something that is flowing, something I am passionate about. It's still moving my business forward. And then that starts to get me aligned Mm -hmm. and I'm moving forward. And then that other thing just comes right in and it's like, oh, that was easy, (laughs) Yeah, because
1: doing what you love and building a life you love and and showing up in your authenticity, even for how how you get paid, mm-hmm. that's a long game. It doesn't happen overnight. So to me, endurance, mm-hmm. it, it does, but it's not in this, like you said, grinding, hustling way. Yeah. It's It's cultivating your why and your flow and your passion and keeping that fire stoked. Mm-hmm. Because there there can be people that are smarter than you, more talented than you, harder working than you. But if they don't have the heart and the why, mm-hmm. and they're just pushing, pushing, I think
0: eventually most of them burn out. And mm-hmm. and I don't want to go to them. No. To, no, you know, that's just not aligned and on fire exactly. and resonate, you know.
1: Yeah. And it's so funny because when I started my podcast almost a year ago, I'm like, it's going to be entrepreneurial, but it's got to be like entertaining and, and it's got to be about the energetics because that's what I have found to be just the most important component of it. And, and I really, I found myself, I have like a few episodes that are practical and technical, but most of it is just energetic and it's crazy because you can ask like strategy, Mm-hmm. I'm in like a private group of bloggers and I'm like, what are you doing for your Pinterest strategy? What are you doing for your SEO strategy? What's working? I get a million different answers mm-hmm. because it's all about the energy you're putting into it and, and your assumption going into it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not about the actual strategy. Right. Yeah. And you can figure those out like yeah. you can online and figure out the strategy. And it's great. It's great to have strategy. I'm more of a flow person, yes. like when it's aligned and it flows in and me I, too. I, I feel like with the, the microdosing and the psychedelics, it really helped me. It just made it easy to step into that flow and my priorities were aligned. So what would you
1: say, um, has been the most effective tool in building your business? I guess it for you is harnessing flow. And that was, psychedelics to let you kind of feel what that felt like or Yeah,
0: we've talked about it a little bit. Let me think and see if there's something else that comes. Yeah, I think working on myself and that confidence and the ability, like you said, to be able to be messy and put yourself out there, and just it doesn't matter. It's fine. Mm-hmm. People can say you're stupid, and it's fine. And then it it sounds so. And other people, I'll tell you how I've have when I've interviewed other people what they've said too. And I just experiencing. I'm a very feel person, and so I feel that flow. And once I'm aligned and I get in that flow, then the technology just starts flowing and the answer, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's, it all starts with that for me. And then the right people and the right technology and the right, all of that fall into place. So as I, uh, in one of the people I interviewed Trevor, he talked about and he talked about first his experience actually on psychedelics where he could see it was like a literal timeline and i've had other people explain it like they're iron man and they're like they see this in front of them and it's like this is how things should go and they are just like are controlling their universe and it's so easy to see right there in front of them on this screen and how he described it was like this timeline and he could see and it was kind of like that like 3d and he could see all the priorities in his business and he's a very successful business owner and what needed to be done. And what if he spent time doing these things, they're not going to make the difference he needs to make. Right. Right. You can spend time just like doing all these things that don't actually push your business forward, but you're busy and you're doing stuff, but you're not you're not getting further in your business or creating more money or abundance in your life. And so he could see all these little like timeline peel offs. If I work on this in my business, this is where it's going to get me this, 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 but it was all at once. At the same really time. Cool. <laughs> and so he just like could see it in front of him. I don't see it. I more feel it, but I loved that. I was like, that's so cool. And then he was like, yeah, that like the next year in my business, I, I was able to just Know what needed to be done, get those things done. I was passionate about it and aligned and on a mission. And I he's like, I I could learn things in like a day. Things just load easier. Anyway, um, I could go on about that for a while. I'm trying to think if there's another business. So yeah, it it kind of helps you drown out the distractions because
1: there's so many distractions, especially when you're a one-man show mm-hmm. and just know what are the money-making activities. I found that to be helpful. I can, but like you said, for me, it's
0: more, I can feel it. I
1: just know it's intuitively, that's what I need to do.
0: Right. Yeah. And you can, you can plan that all out in your, you know, your business planning and strategizing. Like these are my most, and that's very helpful actually, once you even intuitively know, or someone's told you like, don't work on those things, work on this thing. And you have my most important five things to do. This is what moves my business forward so that you don't lose focus on all these little things that need to be done, but they're not moving your business forward. Mm -hmm. And so like you kind of prioritize getting in those things that are the things that move the needle that make a difference. And then the balance, I think for me, I had this belief growing up that you couldn't be a, a successful business owner or even work and be a good mom. And people like Kathy Heller, and I have several other, um, Jody Moore was one of my mentors, and she they showed me how it's possible to be an incredible mom, to be there with your kids, to show your kids what it's like to do it, to make it happen. And still be kicking ass on the business side like you mm-hmm. don't have to give up one or the other and i had i think that always held me back from going for it because i thought well if i get successful i'm not going to be able to be a better mom. And in this day and age, we don't have to, I'm not going to be a good enough mom, but right. that's also like one of my core wounds. So, you know, we won't go there, but. If you I just, think that's every mother's <laughs> core wound. <laughs> it's like a core uh, fear, right? Is yes. not a good like you're mom. not a good enough mom. Yeah. I've worked that process through a few times and you know, it'll, it'll still probably keep coming up, but, um, just having someone to show them, And that's what I want to be for other people too. You can have your business aligned with what you're passionate about and do something you love in business. And you can still be an incredible mom and person and have this life where you're healthy and you're not sacrificing your health and your relationships to be a business owner. Sometimes I do have to remind myself like, it's okay. It's all, like, there's no rush on this. Enjoy the experience. right? Just just enjoy it a little bit and take the time for the things that you need to that are in front of you. And it's all going to get done. I'll get to this next goal when I get there and I don't have to rush there because there's just going to be another goal. And right? they, exactly. So, that's, if you get out of balance thinking that, it's not, there's no... You're always
1: going to be chasing the yeah. next target. And exactly. That's, That's not living in the present for sure. And then you look back and you're like, dang, why didn't I savor that
0: more? That win. Right? Yeah. Or just life. That was a good time of life. Mm -hmm. Why didn't I I say that? But the creativity flows Mm -hmm. too. Definitely. Like when you're aligned and you know, you've got these business ideas and the vision. So I'll, I'll see the vision of Everything and it's a huge gift that not just with the psychedelics, but I've been developing to just be more intuitive, right? Right. And so I'll I'll get these downloads of just like the how I want this to look in the end, and it's beautiful because because some like with the podcast, I'm like I don't I don't know, like not going to make money, but I feel like I have to do that and I have to help people, and it's going to be a shit ton of work, but it's okay. I I I can really. I, I'll get these downloads where I see the entire process, every step, the programs, the things that are offered, how it's going to benefit everybody, you know, all of the things, the end goal, this huge vision of this incredible company. And then I have to pull it back and be like, okay, right now I have a six-year-old yeah. and a nine-year-old and two teenagers and a grandbaby, yeah. uh, you know, uh, on the way that I'm going to be the doula for and whatever, like, I, I also don't need to do it all right now, but I can be sometimes just knowing, like when I get, I know that I'm going to do that. I know that's po- not just possible, but it's done.
1: Yeah. It's the assumption. And so it is done. Yeah. And so it's then, okay. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what detours you might
0: have to take or. Right. Yeah. so cool. It's so cool to just go like, yeah, I was fulfilled getting that idea. And sometimes I'll have 20 of them and I know I could accomplish 20 of them. I'm not going to not like I don't have time in this world to do that all, all but are, yeah. like I get fulfillment and almost like that dopamine hit. That's kind of a weird way to say it. But just going like putting that vision out there and saying, yeah, I could do that if I want to. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm going to spend this time playing in the mud with my six year old. And that's so fun because what is it all, what what do we want that all for? Right. Like we want the money so that we aren't stressed about money, right? And we've got food to feed our family. And of course it's fun to go on vacations and stuff, but it, it doesn't, with the um, the microdosing and, and the psychedelics, It it's just like, it's about being happy right now.
1: <laughs> yes. I, I love what you said about it helps you recognize that we're doing all of this just really
0: because we want to be happy and we want to feel loved at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we can do that right now. We yeah. don't need the business and the stuff. It's fun. I think it's so fun to create businesses and to see your, your creations go out into this world and help people, right? We love that. And if you're not enjoying yourself along the way, you're not having a little fun and you're not experiencing life and you're not experiencing those people who are right in front of you, those connections and those relationships, that's a a part of our program too is after you work on yourself and finding your authentic self, then, then those relationships and then business too, right? Mm-hmm. But I really think that relationships are more important than the business. So I we agree. want all that to be happy and let's be happy now. Let's find a way to live in the moment and enjoy life exactly how we are now with the laundry and the dishes and the stresses and whatever there is in life. Yeah. I think that was a mic drop right there. That's just so true. There's so much truth that hits us from, from even just watching. You never, don't even take psychedelics, but you just watch some other people's epiphanies and listen to like the first, some of these episodes on here. I think just hearing people's experiences, just hearing people's experiences on my podcast it helps you understand and remember to live. Better. Remember, yeah, mm-hmm. remember. Yeah, and
1: yeah I, I wanted to applaud you on your guests, on your podcast, they've been great and I've enjoyed oh, it you. myself. They're so eloquent um, and you're so eloquent. So. It makes it so easy
0: when you have awesome guests. Yeah. You know? And this has been <laughs> so easy and so fun. I could, we'll have to do this again. But yeah. I, I wonder if you just have some tips and it could be business. It could be um, kind of more the the spirituality, just something you want to leave, leave people with. We didn't even tap into all of the amazing stuff that you've got on this conversation. So I gotta, I gotta interview you again, but.
1: I think like you said, it, it's a matter of before we get the relationship or before we achieve the goal or the business, it's about, first learning to love ourselves and be our own best friend and cleaning our side of the street first. And I think we can get distracted going in so many directions, trying to get validation externally, spinning our wheels. We need to, we need to first start with ourselves and and love ourselves and accept even the ugly parts of ourselves and integrate those so that we can be authentic and then attract what is truly meant for us from an aligned, authentic place. And I I think because it's like, especially with the ADD, I know it's like, oh my gosh, I, I need to do this. I need to do that. Just, it's okay. It's okay to start with yourself. And I know as a mother, it can feel, you can feel guilty and selfish for putting all this work into yourself, but the children will benefit from having a conscious parent who loves themselves. Ugh, so true. So
0: stop with the guilt trip on that. If you're a mom, it's worth yes. it. Guilt is not helping any of us. No. So beautiful. Okay, I I will end it there. Thanks so much for subscribing and leaving a review. Come join our amazing free community, Life Changing Trips. There's a link in the description.